On this week's episode, the only millennial not on the internet, a.k.a. Lee Griffin, touts his computer knowledge. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about the E6B before, the flight computer. Scott Morris tries as hard as he can to keep us as far off topic as humanly possible. We're foreign media. There's no way that the Chinese Communist Party would censor a form of media. And I expose some tricks that the FAA likes to throw into the FAA written tests. They do the calculation without it and make that one of the options so that they trick you. One point one five nine VFR cruising altitude or flight level. Except while holding in a pattern, except for holding in a holding pattern of two minutes or less, or while turning, each person operating aircraft under VFR in level cruising flight more than 300 feet above the surface shall maintain the appropriate altitude or flight level prescribed below unless otherwise authorized by ATC. A, when operating below 18,000 feet MSL and 1, on a magnetic course of 0 degrees through 179 degrees, any odd 1,000 foot MSL altitude plus 500 feet, such as 3,500, 5,500, or 7,500. Uh, and two, on a magnetic course of 180 degrees through 359 degrees, any even 1,000-foot MSL altitude plus 500 feet, such as 4,500, 6,500, or 8,500. When operating above 18,000 feet MSL, maintain the altitude or flight level assigned by ATC. Um, so we'll just kick off the, the B last. That's Above 18,000 feet MSL, that's class A altitude. So you're on an IFR flight plan in most situations anyway, and you're doing whatever ATC says because it's controlled airspace. Um, but the other two are pertinent. Uh, and to not, it says the degrees, but basically the odd thousand, the, the zero through 179, that's heading east. And then the 180 through 359, that's heading west. So this is just, this to, to make those numbers easy, uh, you're driving in your car, um, you don't have to think about it too hard. If you're heading east, it's odd thousand foot plus 500. If you are heading west, it is even thousand plus 500 is how I would wrap that up uh, to start anyway. That doesn't wrap yeah. it up completely. Well, there's more explanation. West, but. west is even, east is odd. Yes. So if you're heading east, and this is when you're below, when you're basically above 3,000 feet above ground level, AGL. Which a lot of people forget that. So it's only, yes. it's only if you're above 3,000 AGL. Yes. Correct. So if you're, if, you know, like here in Northern Ohio, we're, you know, we're five, six, seven, eight, almost 800 foot um, MSL. So those altitudes, the first applicable altitude you could fly happens to be a westbound of 4,500. That's the lowest. These are called, these rules here are called the hemispherical rules. So when you take, when you take a comp, a, a circle, which it makes up our compass rows, you cut it in two, you have two hemispheres. The east and west hemispheres, so the hemispherical rules. And if you look, you know, to the right hand side, that's eastbound, and that's going to be your odds plus five hundred. And the the left left half of the hemis of the sphere would be um, all your westbound altitudes 
um, and four thousand five hundred happens to be the lowest here. So you have to know your, you know, you know your area. But yeah, they don't apply, and a lot of people treat like the altitudes below three thousand, like three thousand. A lot of people fly three thousand five hundred. Well, that doesn't count around here, just barely. Just barely doesn't count around here with a, you know, a five hundred or six hundred yeah. foot field sure. elevation. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good way to remember that. We can edit this out if you have to, but the eastern hemisphere is very odd. Not really somewhere you'd want to live. <laughs> so <laughs> that's one way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then the west, you know, then the west gets the better, west, but then gets bad again. Well, yeah, it depends on how far you go. Oh, all the way. We're going extremes. all the way. Lee likes but to go to extremes. For the most part, the western hemisphere is fairly stable. So I think even. Oh, I thought you were talking about the continental or the contiguous United States. No, no, no. no, no. I'm talking about the globe. The eastern. Oh, the globe. Eastern I see. is pretty odd. Yeah. Of, you know. Eating bats and shit. Yeah. I don't know if this is. No, you just said that. So, um, <laughs> we, we, we may have been, this is, I'm telling you guys live this and I'll, I'll leave it in. Um, unless I sober up in the morning and decide not to, um, China, I think banned us. Yeah. That probably. was our number. That was our number two country based on the analytics. And it went to nothing after Scott started talking excrement on Xi Jinping. I pretty sure so, I praised. I'm pretty sure I praised him. Yeah, he took that wrong language barrier. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a language barrier. You think they have like a sarcasm detector? Like, I don't know. It went, it went from a decent amount of listens coming from China to nothing since then. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure we've gotten banned from a country, which I'm pretty sure is almost. It's it's probably. We're probably not going to be the first one. We're foreign media. There's no way that the Chinese Communist Party would censor a form of media. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think of it in those terms. Yeah. Let's be realistic here. So to guide this back from that fun footnote. We're a far aim show. We, We deal in realistic scenarios, so I'm just trying to be realistic here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, always with the realism. Yeah. Well, hold, so, thank God we still have North Korea. That's good, right? Freedom. That's our that's our distant second. Well, I, I don't want to. South Korea is the is oh, the number two country that listens now. Oh, South, South Korea. Korea okay. What yeah. about North Korea? <laughs> I I like to call South Korea good Korea, and then North Korea. That's true. We'll, we'll move on. Um, okay. back to VFR cruising altitudes. Um, eastbound. If you're above three thousand feet, you you basically AGL above ground level. You at you don't fly at. Okay, so Scott, pop quiz. Why don't we fly at just three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, even on the VFR cruising altitudes? Well, if we're flying to the west, we would. No, I'm talking about the 500 designation. The extra 500 feet. 
Why don't we just okay. fly at 4,000 when we're going west? Why 4,500? Wait. Scott has had several alcoholic beverages. I have. I have. But when we're... Okay. When we're going <laughs> west, I oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, to avoid traffic, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's technically right. I was looking for more, though. Of what traffic? Other well, who's... Who, Who's uh, at the 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 level? Traffic. Who? Who's Who? at the what? <laughs> okay, you're you're going you're going westbound, all right? Yeah. You're in applicable we talked about cuz So you're going to fly even numbers. So we're at 45 we're flying VFR at 4,500 feet, okay? Yep. Head and west. Why? Yeah, head and west. Why are we not doing that at four thousand feet? I don't know. What? Who would we be running into at four thousand feet? Uh, well, no, you don't need to worry about somebody at four thousand feet. Well, you, in Ohio, I mean, we're yeah. worried about no, no, no. We're worried about somebody at five thousand feet going east. Okay, four thousand, yeah. they'd be going the same I, direction as us. Probably IFR pilots, I would assume. Yes. Because yeah. yeah, they so fly. The, they fly on the on the thousand, not on the five hundred. Yep. Yep. Bingo. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. So yeah. You knew I just didn't know what I was asking. Yeah. Um so yeah, IFR traffic follows they're on the thousand, thousand. E- they're on the even thousands. And VFR is on the five hundred. VFR we're adding five hundred. So that's that's keeping five hundred foot away from VFR and IFR traffic uh, as far as the vertical limits. And then, um, basically, if you have everybody going east on the same one, it's less likely that there's planes heading directly at each other. I mean, there's still some fringes right at the edges, like northbound traffic that are technically a little bit east and southbound traffic that are technically a little bit west. So there, you know, would be... Well, that case would be different, but you know what I'm getting at, Lee. Oh yeah, no, totally. But I mean, yeah, it's the it's the final law. I can't um, remember exactly how it's um, stated. Um, yeah, so a magnetic course. Yeah, so I mean, that we've talked about the E6B before the flight computer, and one of the computations you do is figuring out what your magnetic course is. And so, yeah, there's a bunch of different numbers you talk about. You know, you're talking about true course, magnetic course, and course heading, and all those things that factor in various, you know, wind correction angles and all kinds of stuff. Here, they're talking about on a magnetic course. So as long as you, when you're doing your flight planning and you're getting through these various stages of figuring out what your different headings with wind and whatever, when you get to course, or uh, yeah, course, uh, magnetic course, whatever that is, that is the delineating factor here. So if it's, you know, zero, zero, 001, that is an eastbound. I mean, that's, that is as cut and dried as cut and dried can get. Yeah. Maybe there's like, you did say, I mean, there is a very, very small fringe, very small, half a degree. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, there's a math error or something like that. But I mean, you, you typically know, you know, you're, fl- you're flying final letter of the law, east or west. I understand yeah. what you're saying in practice. Like if you're just winging it, not really doing any planning, it may be easy to kind of 
hey, well, you know, my airplane is crabbing, you know, so I'm looking a little bit to the east or I'm looking a little bit to the west and and whatever. But yeah, if you just if you're doing proper pre-flight planning, or even if you're looking for flight, doesn't it tell you the magnetic yeah. course for that? For flight, for flight tells you everything. Um, no, what I was getting at is you could you could have north and south bound flights, and like the flight heading south could be just technically heading east, like just enough to where it's flying. So um, like one seventy eight. Yeah, okay. and then you have another plane that's pretty much going south. And okay. it's technically heading east too, so there still is. So they would have a thousand feet of separation, or well, they're at the well, same no, altitude. They're, no, they're both. They're at the same altitude. They're both technically slightly heading east, even though they're, you know, heading north and south almost. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's super unlikely. But so no. one is flying one seventy eight, and the other one is flying. 358? Yeah. Does that make sense? I've adult beverages. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I so in order... So, oh, no, 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 no. I see what you're saying. You're talking about two airplanes. Like, let's say, uh, Rob, you're in a Cessna 206 flying to Florida. I'm in a Saratoga flying to Florida. No, you're in a Saratoga flying back to Ohio. And you're in a 206 flying to Florida? Yeah, but we're both kind of technically just flying a little bit east, so we're taking up the east thousands. Uh, the, the, like 50, We're both at 7,500 okay, for yeah. a portion of the flight. Um, and, so, and technically, well, a, so technically both of us are barely heading east, but we're heading opposite directions. If you're flying from Florida, we're at the same Ohio, altitude. You'd probably be flying. Don't, don't push our example too heavily scott all right when you be flying a little bit to the west if you were flying from florida to ohio all right florida to maine we're out over the ocean well, right if you're, in the, if you're in the panhandle and you're flying to <laughs> got our jimmy buffett <laughs> flip-flops on you know we're flying those routes over the atlantic yeah we got yeah. Our, we're we're doing these these routes because we're VFR. We got yeah. the XM radio on Margaritaville. We're going. That's all right. It. Yep. And we're almost hitting each other, even though we're complying with this regulation. But yeah, I do. I guess I don't. I don't really see it. If we're going to conflict, now you can. You so the scenario you're painting is almost too specific. Let's say somebody is flying. It's very easy to have skewed paths like this. You know what I mean? Like just three degrees off yeah. going the same or going opposite directions. In line directly opposing, that's, you know, that 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 is, I don't know. The wind would, ha you'd have to be, I don't know, something would have to be going on. I'd have to like play out the scenario for like hardcore to really figure out if it's possible or remotely possible. Um but having a skew course, which is surprising, you wouldn't think with all this airspace we have that it happens, but it's like, God, several times a flight, you'll have airplanes just barely, you know, fly right over top of you or right underneath you or whatever. And it's fine. There's legal separation for that. But 
you're trying to draw a scenario where you could technically both be saying you're on an eastbound altitude, which is appropriate for your direction of flight, and you're going opposite directions, basically. Correct. I don't. I. I don't. I don't really see that. I don't really see that. But I didn't do the okay. math to figure it out either. Maybe that was just a fleeting thought that doesn't make any sense. Um, no, it makes sense. What you're saying absolutely makes sense. I just don't know really if it's possible without some weird wind thing. Okay, so the, basically what I'm getting at is this this is the separation for for airplanes. This has worked fairly well, I think, throughout the decades since they've instituted this. Um, I see 1989 next to the docket number here. So it's been around for a while. And if you're heading east and you're above 3,000 feet above ground level, you pick uh, an odd thousand, so 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, plus 500 feet. And those are the altitudes you cruise at. Um, if you're flying west, even 4,000, 6,000, 8,000, plus 500. So 4,500, 6,500, 8,500. And the exception to this rule is, uh, which is what the reg starts at, except while holding in a holding pattern of two minutes or less or while turning. So if, when are you in a, in a holding pattern VFR? Practicing maneuvers is the only thing I can think of. Is that, that's like a two-minute holding pattern. That's, a, that's an IFR procedure. Yeah, I mean, you can go practice them, though. So, which, I mean, falls under the catch-all of turning. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, and you're turning, which is another. Um, is uh, would would waiting for uh, an opportunity to land be considered a holding pattern? Let's say you're VFR and there's like five aircraft in front of you, and you're just flying the pattern until there's. You'd probably be below VFR three thousand feet, though. Well, yeah, you would be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Typically, so That's this true. wouldn't apply anyway. No. Yeah, I'd call a holding pattern the the holding pattern, not just like doing S turns or something out there in yeah. space without any real confines to it. You know, you don't want to be too willy nilly. But yeah, I see what you're saying. The holding pattern is just to basically, since you can't stop in midair like you can a car, it's just a way of taking up time and not making you make any or not letting you make any forward progress. Um, it's like a little yeah. race track. That you have two minute legs on each side, and you learn it in instrument training. Yeah, uh, but you not, could be doing it under VFR flight rules, though. So I guess why they threw that in there is kind of a. I guess, yeah, yeah. But like I said, and then you just quickly said the next line, or the next comma is or while turning, and you're turning const like minimum every two minutes in, right. in most two minute turning patterns. Right, right, right. So yep. Yep. I'm there was something with the um uh like I said, you know, I I've I, I've always taught these as and I was taught them and I have always taught them to students calling them the hemispherical rules. If you look at it visually, you're just bisecting a sphere in half. Everything to the right is eastbound, everything to the left is westbound, and there's your odds or evens plus five thousand 
uh, respectively. And another mnemonic that, that I was taught and I had always taught was a way to remember that is east is least, west right. is best. That's right. And that is kind In of everything. A, 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 what's that? In everything that works. Uh, like as far as the magnetic, what are you talking about? Big, big picture. You go yeah. back. Big oh, picture. That's everything. Scott's yeah. talking geopolitics again. We'll bring it back to flying. Yeah, that, that just makes it easy um, somewhat. If As long as, you know, east me, being least makes sense to you and west seemingly seeming best, being even, if that mnemonic works for you, that is, uh, I think, probably pretty, pretty battle tested, I think. Robbie, had you ever heard that or no? I've heard it. It just never worked for me. Okay. Like, yeah, and I'm sure it may not for a lot of people. Like east is least, west is best. It's like inferring that even numbers are better than odd numbers. Which... It is. Inequality. Correct. Right. Well, like it's this... even is obviously better than odd. That's Think how I, I feel guess. about it. Think about it. But that's because like, you're talking from a you, position well, of privilege, you, Scott. Well, yeah, my white privilege. The amount of, but do you want to live yeah. in the Eastern Hemisphere or do you want to live in the Western Hemisphere? I don't want to live in China. You're not allowed to listen to the Far Aim podcast in China. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Most, no way to live. Outside of Australia and South Korea, do you want to live in the Eastern Hemisphere? I don't think so. Um. Anyway, um, I think it works. And then it, I think Scott, like he said that it works with everything, but I think it also works with um, magnetic variation. I was, I was going to get into that because it's, oh, go ahead. it's magnetic, so it's not true. When you're lining up and doing calculations and you get into this cross, basically you learn this in private pilot cross-country training. Magnetic course versus true course. Uh, magnetic course, unless you're on that, it, it's got a name for it where it's zero. But Ohio is not in there. There's deviation. Florida's not in there. It's deviation. Um, the north variation. Va magnetic variation. Yeah. Correct. What's magnetic deviation? That's it's the compass card. Yes, correct. And you and you're the one who brought that up on the last episode. I did one out the let's like three or four. I know, now. Those are so um, easy to mix up too. So it's magnetic um course, which Yes. Yes. The magnetic true north is different than the actual North Pole. Um look it up. We're not lying. It's probably worth an episode at some point. Yeah. Um, so you're doing that you're doing those calculations. Um to basically correct for magnetic, but when you are complying with this reg, you gotta make you gotta figure it out while it's still magnetic, and you haven't corrected for it yet, which depending is a mistake on, I know I have made. Before. Depending on where you're at, magnetic versus uh, true is can be quite different. Oh yes. yeah, like yes. we're at seven here, but I mean seven yes. degrees. But if you go somewhere else, it can be like huge. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. Correct. Right. It could also be a lot less. It could also be zero. Oh, yeah. It could be zero. Like but, in Chicago. Yeah. But if you're uh, way up north or something, it can be huge. And this is continually changing. Well, yeah. yeah it, changes, it changes every year. I mean, just however the, you know, metal moves around in the Earth's 
um, mantle, I believe yeah. it is. Um, quite, it's quite confusing. Um, and the second word it doesn't have more to do with like burning fossil fuels. Doesn't that mess everything up? I'm not, not taking the bait. Not taking the bait, Scott. <laughs> Let's just um, tune him out. Let's just tune him out, Scott. Uh, we're tuning you out. Magnetic course. So the second word is course. This isn't heading. Correct. So your nose, your nose could be pointed west, but you got to kick in wind out of the west. Yes. So that your track over the ground, your course over the ground. Yeah, your ground track, yeah. Your, yeah. your ground track is your course. Yep. yep. So you're, you could be pointed west you're with your nose, but you're actually flying a little bit east. You're going by that flying a little bit east, not where your nose is pointed. You go by yes. your ground track, right? No. Correct. No. No. Uh, Oh well, I guess you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, course, that, yeah. Goes by your ground track. Yeah, course and ground track would be yeah the same in this situation. But yeah, let's not interject new terms. Well, it's already okay. confusing enough. Yeah, yeah I'm confused. You're, you're crabbing into the wind or whatever. Your your heading is going to be different than your ground track, right? Yes, obviously. Yes, but your altitude should be set by your ground track, not. Your magnetic heading. Your altitude should be set by your ground track. Whether you your flight altitude. Oh yeah, yeah. For the yeah, for the rules, yeah. yes. Yeah. It, yeah. You but remember your ground. Yes, your ground track and your magnetic heading, or your magnetic course, should end up being the same. But. Well, not always though. Why not? Maybe. It's maybe the first episode where we make the reg more confusing than it actually is. Versus yeah, well, it could be. But, but, <laughs> so why wouldn't... So your magnetic heading on a no-wind day will equal your ground track. Well, on a no-wind day, yeah. Okay, so let's say... Yeah, the reason you you put in wind correction angle is so but, that you maintain the ground track. For your flight altitudes, do you use true or magnetic? Magnetic heading. Magnetic. Okay. It, says, uh, it says magnetic course. Magnetic course, which oh. is the very first number. Yeah. So the first number you come up... Hold on, hold on, Scott, hold on. Well, go ahead, go ahead. What did you say? I, I just assumed that your, your flight altitudes were determined by your true, not mag, magnetic. No, but it's magnet, magnetic course. So the first number you come up with when you get out your sectional, you get out your plotter, and you you uh, look at your so the the latitude longitude lines those are in relationship to true north. Okay, that is so. If you want a nice visual representation in your mind's eye, that's that's true north. All those are true north, true south, true east, true west. Okay, doesn't matter where magnetic north is. Then we have isogonic lines, which are a dash magenta line. I don't know if that's what you were trying to talk about earlier, Rob, but there's a bunch of isogonic lines. And those are going to tell you your magnetic variation, which means it's your variation from the difference between true north and magnetic north, depending on where you are east or west of that. So when you have... Um, so your first line, so you're going to try and draw a straight line from your uh, departure to your destination airport. That's going to be easy to find out what your true course is because you have all your latitude longitude lines around. So you'll figure that out very easily. 
But then you need to look at your isogonic line closest to the middle of your course, you know, to kind of average it out. And then you're going to, if it's a Western variation, we're going to add that to our true course. If it's Eastern variation, so once you get west of Chicago, they're saying Magnetic North is east of you. If you're west of Chicago, Magnetic North is east of you. And so now that is going to become a deduction. So if it says um, east 7 degrees, you're going to take your true course and deduct 7 degrees from it. And that's going to be your magnetic course for that flight. So you find out your magnetic course, which the, the hemispherical rules here, or you know whatever it's called, whatever the heading is um, of the section, that that is really that that's what they're saying is magnetic course. You find it out very early on in your f pre-flight planning. I don't know if four flight gives you all that or not, but I'm sure it does. Um, okay. I have missed questions on written tests because of the ice. I didn't calculate magnetic versus true when I was starting out in my yeah. calculation. And oh, they yeah, give you multiple. They, they give you multiple choice questions, and in in the applicable questions where this is a factor, they will have one of the wrong three, one of the three answers that's incorrect is the number if you forget to do that calculation. So you'll do the math, you'll forget to put that in, forget to um, calculate the difference between true north and magnetic north in your calculation, and then you'll get a number, and then that number will match one of the options and then you'll choose that one because it's like, oh, boom, I got it. And it, you yeah. didn't get it. You didn't right. get it. You didn't factor in the magnetic versus true north. So keep that in mind for your written tests. Always, sure. always considered in the cross-country questions in the private, the commercial, I'm sure others, um, they throw that in there. Yep. And they, le they leave you little nuggets of false answers that um, they do the calculation without it and make that one of the options so that they trick you. Yep. So can we sum this up easily or because I feel like I might just put the summary and just make this a three minute episode because I'm more, <laughs> I'm more confused than when we started. Three minute or 30 minute. <laughs> Please sum it up. He's he's the one that we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get. I, yeah, we did the convoluted a little bit just because you know we did uh, draw upon the fact that a lot of people, you know, treat it as all altitudes when really the rule only starts above three thousand feet AGL. So you have to know how high you are. You know, if you're in Denver, you're gonna have to live by a different set of rules. If you're in Alaska, you're gonna live by a different set of rules than you know a lot of us. You know, in the flatlands of the U.S. You know, um, but so that being said, here they're talking about magnetic course. So when you're going through your pre-flight planning fl for flight, if you're using a traditional E6B or whatever you're doing, you're looking for whatever your magnetic course number is. So that is the that is the de defining uh, number. So if it is an eastern uh, number, which we characterize as zero through 179, those are all eastbound. Any of those headings. Are eastbound headings. If it's 180 through 359, those are westbound headings. Um, so now we've we've delineated the two the two halves, you know, east and west. And so now, if you're flying east, you're going to fly odd thousands plus 500. 
you're flying west, even thousands plus 500, all of that starts above 3,000 feet AGL. Below that, it's no man's land, fly whatever you want. But keep in mind, collision avoidance, you may want to fly something goofy uh, and remember that some people don't know that the rule starts uh, above three, above 3,000. Would you guys say that's that's probably good good advice? That is good advice, and that's yeah. accurate. And I would I would me. just I would sum that up with uh, make sure you're at the 500 when you're VFR because the even thousands that's for IFR traffic. Uh, if you start running those courses and don't add the 500, um, you are you're going to screw up a bunch of IFR stuff, and that's not good. Um, totally. Yep. So that wraps this one up, unless you guys got anything else. Scott, any geopolitical statements you want to get off your chest um, before uh, we end? Or... Stay in the Eastern Hemisphere, particularly uh, the middle, The I guess you call it the Midwest of the United States, is where you're probably going to want to stay. Okay. All right. You probably wouldn't venture uh, too far out of there. Okay. Uh, that's good, good advice. Um, email, our preferred method of communication. <laughs> My email is F-A-R-A-I-M at robertberger.com. dot uh, com. Burger spelled B E R G E R. The German way, not the sandwich way. Mister Griffin is F A R A I M at leegriffing dot com. G R I F F I N G. And Mister Boris, who has no ethnicity, um, no thing to say anything because he's perfect um hey, actually f-a-r-a-i-m well, a little bit of Scott. african ethnicity so do you did you get the 23 in me oh <laughs> well, my aunt 23 and me my aunt did so that's good enough you did so i got the 23 yeah. in me i was hoping for a little bit but i, I, I got have, nothing i do have a small amount of african ethnicity I got zero percent in that. I was, I was so uh, sad. Wow. Wow. I got I got a little well, bit of we have Italian. to we have to kneel before Scott now. Uh, you do have to kneel um, down to me. <laughs> I do. No, I I worked for Ferrari, um, which is very very Italian, uh, and so when I found Italian. out, hate when I found out. That I was a little bit Italian. I I started to play my Italian card. Um, well, Italians anyway, are you hate F A R A I M at scottboris.com. B O R E S. Uh, send all your geopolitical uh, and hate mail. And uh, if you are Antifa or Black Lives Matter, Mr. Boris's email is who you contact for complaints against you. the show. <laughs> I support you. That is all we got. Um, good pods. We're still dropping that because I got nothing else to drop. Uh, good pods podcast app. I'm at Rob. Lee is at Lee. Uh, Scott is at Boris B-O-R-E-S. Uh, Till next time, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks, guys. See you.
God, Scott. You good? You good? Yep. yep. Is that a good spot? Can you yep, hold that good. out for, for a half hour? All right. Yep.